0: What's going on? Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. It is heard live every day from noon to three on WBT radio in Charlotte. And if you want exclusive content like invitations to events, the weekly live stream, my daily show prep with all of the links, become a patron, go to the and make sure you hit the subscribe button. Get every episode for free right to your smartphone or tablet. And again, thank you so much for your support. The email is Pete at the dot com. And on Twitter, it is at Pete Calendar. Now, uh, in a couple of days on Wednesday, actually, up in Raleigh, if you are looking for something to do and you are a supporter of the Convention of States and Article five convention, um, there's a big uh, gathering going on. There's a rally up there for the Convention of States. And I want to welcome to the program former U.S. Senator Rick Santorum. He is a senior advisor for the Convention of States. Um, he was also a candidate for the GOP nomination for president in 2012 and 2016, and uh, oh, also a New York Times bestselling author. Um, welcome to the program, Senator. How are
1: you? Well, Pete, thank you. Thanks for that very kind introduction. Good to be with you. Well, certainly. So
0: you were in Raleigh a couple of weeks ago because the, the North Carolina House unveiled right their, uh, their portion of the resolution to call for this Article 5 convention, and um and so you were there for a press conference I believe and if I remember correctly a kickball game you were involved in
1: kickball ah. Uh I uh, you know I was leaving the building and there was a kickball game uh going on and uh I was recruited uh, <laughs> so I I uh I never pass up a chance to uh to demonstrate my poor athletic prowess uh to make everybody else feel better about their own uh, and so I, I did so again.
2: See, well,
0: it see, it sounds like you're much like me. You are a giver in that respect. You, I'm uh, a giver. Yeah, there yeah, you. I, I,
1: <laughs> exactly. No, I'm also a competitor, and I, I, I love to get involved and do things that. Uh, that, uh, you know, mixed things up a little bit. And they were having a good time, so I, I was happy to join them.
0: So, did, did, Would you care to comment at all about, how, about your success? Were you any good at it? I'm trying to remember the last time I've played kickball. Well,
1: uh, okay, so, I mean, not to brag, but <laughs> I, I did, uh, I did uh, kick the ball over the infield into a solid base hit to right, which I stretched into a double and, uh, and scored on the following kick. So there you go.
0: Go out on top. There you go. If you retire now from your kickball career, I'm
1: in. I'm one for one thousand and a thousand. There you go. So life is good. Yeah.
0: All righty. So the in North Carolina, the Article Five Convention resolutions do not need um, approval by the governor, right? It's just the North Carolina House does their version. That's the cool. Senate then does it, and it, and that's it.
1: That's it. Yeah. So the House passed the version, and it, it was sent over to the Senate. And the Senate can pick, pick that up and vote it, and, and it's done. Uh, no governor's signature required, as it is in, frankly, all 50 states. Yeah. All right,
0: so um, the, uh, the the magic numbers, uh, two of them, two-thirds and uh, three-fifths, right? So the two-thirds of the states need to call this convention of states, and then they would need 38 states to ratify any proposals that come out of that convention of states so let's let's do the first number first right the uh the uh the two-thirds needed to call two-thirds, the convention yes. right the the 34 states so
1: correct if we're, we're up to depending on how you count uh, uh there's one state that's uh, sort of in question is complicated but we have 19 states that have passed of this year kansas uh got a majority vote the kansas has a strange division that requires two-thirds vote I uh, can't I don't think that's constitutional, but uh, that'll be worked out at some point. Uh, and then we have a, uh, a North Carolina, which is past, uh, past the House. Uh, and then there's a couple of other states which are still active and being actively debated. Uh, that's in uh, Idaho and Iowa. So uh, we'll be, we're at 20. Uh, we hope North Carolina will make it 21. And uh, we're on our way to 34.
0: So why is this convention of states necessary in your mind?
1: Uh. Because our founders put it in place in the Constitution uh, they even talked about it at the convention uh, back in seventeen eighty seven they they said you know there'll be a time when the government in Washington you know, gets out of control and that uh, that uh, that becomes a tyranny uh, will occur and uh, and if you don't think thirty two trillion dollars of deficit uh, is a tyranny if you don't think the The abuse of the Constitution of the federal government usurping the power from the people and and stifling freedoms and imposing their woke ideology is a tyranny. If you don't think that the president's increasingly saying that they can wipe out student loans of, you know, trillions of dollars without any congressional approval is a tyranny right before an election i mean these are the kinds of things that that uh the founders anticipated that these, these folks in washington who get corrupt with power and drunk with power will continue to you know to have it centralized in that uh, among you know in uh, their hands uh for them to wield and that they, they and people forget that the, that the folks who went to the constitutional convention uh, they were all state legislators and they wanted the state legislatures To be the, the final say as to, you know, what the balance of power between Washington and the people would be. And unfortunately, for over 200 years, the state legislature, in my opinion, has shirked their responsibility to control Washington. Everybody needs a boss. And Washington doesn't have one. And it's supposed to be the state legislature. So I'm basically going to all the state capitals saying, hey, it's time to do your job. Get off your butts and take, and, and try to save this country.
0: Well, and so the and I think I missed uh, messed up the fractions and attached them to the numbers there. So the 34 states needed to call a convention of states under Article Correct. Five. And one of the concerns that people have, and I hear it from conservatives too, and they call it a a, a con, the con con, a runaway uh, convention. Yeah. Um, and um, I don't believe that is a legitimate uh, criticism, uh, m- only for the fact that there's a higher bar to ratify. Right, to I- anything that comes out of that convention. Would automatically have to be ratified by the states. They don't get to approve this stuff on their own.
1: That that is correct, Pete. This is it's very clear in the Constitution. This is a convention to propose amendments. Right now, the Congress of the United States, the House and Senate, could propose amendments. They have many times, uh, and so there's nothing stopping the House and Senate from proposing amendments now. But they don't want to. They're they're very happy with the power that's accumulating that the courts have let them accumulate over time. So they're not going to propose any amendments to limit their own power. If you want to limit Congress's power, someone else has to propose the amendments. And that's what this convention is about. It's, it's very limited. It's limited to, to limiting the power, uh, the jurisdiction, uh, the spending and taxation, and the terms of federal office holders, including, I would add, you know, federal bureaucracies, the judges. Uh, all of those would be, could be subject to a of proposal. But you're right, any proposal that comes out, has to get 38 states. Uh, just to give you an idea, I mean, <laughs> it, it's it's darn near. I mean, you can't. I can, it, it's hard for me to even imagine that you know there would be too many things that could actually get 38 state legislatures, given that you've got probably 12 or 13 solid blue states, and you have you know probably 25 or 26 solid red states. I mean, it's very hard to think you know how you could get a uh, you know how you could get that done, but. That's why I think having this convention and having the discussion and, and trying to develop a national consensus on something that can move the ball forward. I use an example of you know, a, proposal, a proposed amendment limiting the number of Supreme Court justices to nine. You say, well, that's not a huge deal, but it is. I mean, it, it creates stability, and, and it's something I think that 38 states could ratify. But no radical proposal left or right is going to get a supermajority of 38 states to go along with it. And that's why the idea of a runaway convention is sort of ridiculous.
0: Yeah, right. It seems to me like the more limited uh, items that you can propose can first off get passed in a convention to then go to the states and then get past 38 state legislatures which would more than likely put it to voters right i mean i don't think they're required no, to put I mean, it- they
1: they can't they can't put it to voters they they have to they have to uh, ratify it within their chambers. so right. it would take both chambers of the legislature to have to approve it and remember uh, the legislature doesn't have to vote it down it just has to do nothing so if, you, if the legislature never brings it up it's not approved so it's you know one of the things i found is being in a legislature i was in congress and you know mm-hmm. uh, the easiest thing for a legislative body to do is nothing and so uh... so it's really hard to get the 38 states. and i have one other thing that's another safeguard that the states right now are putting in place ten states have done it fourteen more are considering it but every state has to go through a, a process of passing a bill to appoint their delegates, Right. And in almost every state they are putting in what's called a faithful delegate provision. And a faithful delegate provision that says you can you cannot do anything beyond what the scope of the of the call for the convention, the scope of the resolution is. So in other words, you, you can't, you know, propose something to curb the Second Amendment. Well, because that would be beyond the scope of what the resolution call of the convention does. So, So these these states are actively doing things to make sure that this convention is going to stick to to its guns and just do things to limit the power of the federal government.
0: There's also history, if I recall, that even if you are unsuccessful in getting the convention called, getting close to getting it called can spur action as well in Congress because they see, hey, we've got the rise of public sentiment towards a particular issue, why don't we go ahead and try to cut this off at the pass?
1: Excellent, excellent point, Pete. I mean, you're, you're, there's several amendments that Congress ultimately proposed in the past. The one, the, 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 the one that I think was actually a bad idea, but the, but the Congress did, was that uh, states were going around one by one saying we should have popular election of senators. Senators up until 1913 yep. were appointed by the state legislature. That was actually put in place by the founders to make sure that the states controlled the growth of, of power in Washington D.C. But the progressive movement of the early part of the last century put this move on to have popular election of senators. And state by state were passing them, of and so the Congress headed it off and did it themselves. So yes, you're right. That is something that could happen uh, with uh, with this proposal too.
0: Uh, former Senator Rick Santorum, Senior Advisor for the Convention of States, also New York Times bestselling author, uh, and the perfect kickball player, now retired. Uh, thank you very much for your time, sir. I do appreciate it.
1: Steve, thanks so much. God bless. Take care. You
0: too. Take care. That's uh, Rick Santorum. And again, the uh, Convention of States rally is going to be occurring up in the uh, uh, Capitol Wednesday, April 19th. Uh, I'll give you more details in a moment. Take some phone calls. All right. Now, given the state of affairs in our country and the world, are you asking yourself whether you're prepared for an emergency? I actually get asked this a lot. My answer, start at Carolina Readiness Supply, 2,000 square feet of supplies, the full line of Augustin Farms and Mountain House Foods, books, water purifiers, lighting, tools, first aid kits, camping and hiking supplies. Being prepared is just smart. Whether you're an experienced prepper or you have no clue what you're doing or somewhere in between, carolina readiness supply can help in waynesville and online at carolinareadiness.com. get tickets to the heritage life skills event also make a day trip to the mountains and return home fully prepared veteran-owned carolina readiness supply will you be ready when the lights go out let me get uh, mark on the program here is
2: mark hello welcome to the show mark hey i'm happy to be here good me too I am I am opposed to the Article 5 convention, and I'll explain and I'll to you why in just a few words. Right. Uh, the, the, the first point is the Constitution of the United States of America has been amended 27 times, and the elected representatives in the House and Senate have chosen to disregard anything they choose to to retain their power and to be able to distribute money. Who in their right mind thinks that if we add five more, seven more, Nine more amendments that that's going to change. Number two, the the states are going to elect their delegates mm-hmm. to this convention. Mm-hmm. What sort of delegates do you think will represent California, New left. York, and,
3: left ones, and,
2: uh, and Illinois? Right, leftists. Yeah. And the third, the third quick point is: okay. when this was written into the constitution, there were no people. Dependent on the government for their livelihood.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Today in this country, more than half of us depend on some sort of government handout for something, mm-hmm. for livelihood, for survival, for housing, for food, or other stuff.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So I, I just don't, I just don't see it as, as anything other than a huge waste of money with a big gamble on the backside. All right.
0: So, not that uh, I want to speak ill of gambling um, on the backside, but... Um, the uh, So, first off, you mentioned the fact that the Constitution's already been amended 27 times. Okay. Um, how were... Uh, what was the impetus for each of those... Or what was the vehicle used for each of those amendments?
2: The The, the very standard way. Right. Which is the U.S. Congress. Right.
0: Right. So... The US Congress has initiated 27 amendments, more actually, right? Um and the and uh, the convention of states, an article 5 convention of states never. So why would you expect there to be a similar outcome with a different mechanism employed?
2: Well, because they they're going to take the rules. No, of the well convention.
0: Well, the conven yeah, the the people who go, the electors who go are going to be the ones who, yes, construct the rules of how they're going to operate the meeting, basically. But that's pretty standard, you set the rules for your okay, meeting. Okay.
2: So let, let's hold on just one second. What difference does it make how it's amended? What? If, if if our founding fathers ten amendments, the initial Bill of Rights mm-hmm. has no meaning to these clowns in office.
0: Right so why this would, is what i hear from
2: of them amended by the state.
0: Right so this is what we i hear a, a lot anymore. of times from the from uh, pro 10th amendment people. Right are you a big 10th amendment guy?
2: Uh, not necessarily. Okay. I'm, okay so this is what i usually pro- hear from
0: yeah like the 10th amendment center and people who are they want the 10th amendment to be the vehicle. And i'm an all of the above kind of guy. So if you want to try to get uh, lawmakers to you know, adhere to the Constitution, to reign in the size of government, and you want to go at it from an Article 5 uh, convention, a states approach, you want to go at it from a constitutional amendment approach, you want to go at it from a 10th amendment approach, I support all of the above. The Article 5 convention is different from the, the traditional route because in this case, you've got state legislatures that are dictating the terms of the convention. And that's what Santorum was saying moments ago where he he was talking about how they're putting in these faithless elector um provisions to safeguard and remember the legislature can call back their electors anytime they want. Now to your second question about what kind of electors are the the left wing state's going to send? Well, they're going to send left wingers, absolutely. So and they may try to do other things, they're not going to have the votes to do so and even if let's say let's say they were able to get um what, 34 states or 38 states or even a simple majority of the states that are at the convention to to ratify a, an amendment to repeal the Second Amendment, let's say, right? They want to repeal the Second Amendment um, or repeal the First Amendment or something. Then it still has to go to the states and 38 of them have to ratify that. And 20-something of them are controlled by Republicans. I don't see that as a... I don't see it as a, as a threat.
2: I really don't. Well, the... It, uh... I would say that one of the concerns there is that state legislatures passed this ridiculous education amendment under Obama before it had even been written because they were promised federal money i don't I don't trust our state legislatures
0: they passed an edu- the edu- education. what what are you talking about an education amendment
2: uh, that that uh, I can't think of the name of it It was that
0: oh gosh. Education under Obama?
2: I think it was. It was yeah, I think oh. it was under Obama. Yeah. Are You talking about Common Core? Common Core. That's it. Yeah, that, that's not. That that's wasn't true. a constitutional amendment. No, I know. But the uh, what I'm saying is that the state legislators signed on to the program sure. before the curriculum was written. Right. Again, do because you? Th- they were promised federal money.
0: Right. So, do you, again, do you think a repeal of the Second Amendment doesn't get pushback? I, like, I don't. All right, Mark, I'll, I'll, I wrote down your uh, your comments here. I'll, I'll address them more in depth. Uh, so, uh, I appreciate Mark calling in and going over. He said he had these three concerns. He said the Constitution has been amended twenty-seven times already. So, why would we think that um, if they've already you know abused the Constitution like this twenty-seven times before, why do we think it would be any different if the uh, Uh, if an Article 5 Convention of States were called. um, He said, what kind of states do you think, or what kind of electors do you think, or delegates do you think, that the um, uh, states like New York and California would send? And I fully acknowledge, yeah, they're going to send lefties. No doubt about it. And they're going to want, they're going to be pushing all sorts of radical, crazy leftist ideas. um, And, but they would require, again, state ratification. The states would have to ratify. And while, when I was talking with, uh, rick santorum uh about how you go about getting the ratification done and i said you could throw it to the people and he said well no no the legislatures would approve it and he is exactly correct however it would likely more than likely as it has in the past go to state voters as a referendum what do you want to do and people would then get to vote and then the legislatures would likely do what their populace wants them to do that sort of I mean like that kind of idea so um, and every state would have that ability to decide uh, on their own and the third point was that um, more than half of Americans rely on government and so therefore like there's this built-in incentive right built-in incentive to you know get the government to do more so and that's why I asked him if he's a 10th amendment kind of guy because there are a lot of people who are uh, 10th amendmenters or tenthers, like, they uh, they oppose the Article 5 mechanism. Um, they say, well, if nobody's following the Constitution now, then what's the point of trying to write new amendments? I, I disagree. I think that's a defeatist attitude. I also disagree with this attitude um, that, uh, you know, we-, we can't trust the states. We can't trust the people. We can't trust ourselves to govern ourselves through an article 5 convention that we don't trust this whole experiment i mean if and if that's the case then pack it up guys experiment over right if we can't if we the people cannot through our state legislatures call for an article 5 constitutional convention to propose limitations on the federal government Term limits, these are things that are spelled out specifically in the resolutions. All the resolutions so far that have been adopted, they all say the same thing. They're all focused on the uh, term limits. Hang on a second, I'll pull up the, uh, hang on, right here. Um, Term limits, and then uh, fiscal restraints and power limitations in Washington, D.C., OK, that these are whether it's the federal uh, bureaucracy, you know, overreach, whatever. It's a, oh, a taxpayer bill of rights kind of thing. Balanced budget amendment, these types of fiscal restraints. And so they, the, the key here is that you call the convention and then you have to work out what it is you want to see done. And then when they have a proposal, if they get a proposal, because there's no guarantee they're all going to agree or enough of them will agree. Right. To craft some language that can then get sent to us. But there's value in that process, even if it doesn't go anywhere, even if they can't get something except maybe a term limit bill, right? Maybe you go in with three different, four different ideas, but you only can get uh, one out of the convention, and then it still has to get ratified by 38 states. Does that happen? You're going to have a big campaign about it, right? You're going to have discussion about it. And to me, that's good. To me, that's good. It requires it require this is what is required of us as citizens right to to keep the country functioning to keep making uh changes where needed and to try to rein in abuses uh when identified but if there's this uh you know throwing up of the hands and being like oh well i i can't trust anybody to to self govern like this then i mean like i i'm not there if you are that's fine i'm not i still think that the experiment is worth uh, preserving and conducting. There is a convention of state rally, uh, convention of states rally. There's a or they call it the capital day rally. It's going to be April 19th. So n- this Wednesday coming up. And uh, that is, by the way, the 248th anniversary of the shot heard round the world. Did you know that? Uh, convention of states, North Carolina rally would not be complete. Also, without the Liberty Llama. it's going to be there. It's a llama. It's actually a llama. It's the Liberty Llama. It's going to be up there so you can get selfies with it. Uh, But there are buses that are heading out from all over uh, the state. Uh, You can go to the website conventionofstates.com. There's a bus heading out from Asheville. It's going to make stops in Marion and Statesville, uh, Charlotte, Concord, Davidson area. There's a bus that's going to uh, take off from Concord Mills, making one stop up in Greensboro, Um, Cleveland County, Gaston, Lincoln, Catawba, Iredale, Yadkin, Davie, or Rowan counties, uh, there's contact information for you. Piedmont area's got another one, and uh, the Wilmington area's got one, as does the Upper Coastal area. There's also directions if you are going to drive up yourself where you can get parking and all of that. It's all at conventionofstates.com. All right, let me get Robert on. Hello, Robert. Welcome to the program.
3: Hi, how are you doing? Wow, hey, what's going on? I just wanted to put in there now, I heard about the Convention of States some time back. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I heard about it, I contacted them. After I spoke to them and they told me what they were up to, I'm like, I directly called my representatives in North Carolina and said, y'all need to do this. I mean, who could be against it? Term limits, a balanced budget, not packing the Supreme Court. I mean, and these are all common-sense things, but there's something, there's things that the people in Washington are not going to do on their own.
0: Right, and They're if not. you can at least try to goose them into that direction, maybe they move and try to do something in order to prevent the uh, the convention from occurring by adopting term limits or something.
3: Right, exactly, but, you know, especially like term limits, I mean... Come on! The, 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 the politicians in Washington want to sit there and, and live off the guy live off of us for their entire lives. That's what they want to do. I can't see them passing term limits on their own. I just can't see them doing it. I just think the convention of states is a good thing. It is in the Constitution, and if they can get it passed, I mean, I, I I'm all for it. I support it. I got gotcha. like I said. I contact my representatives and tell them you need to do this. It's important.
0: Robert, I appreciate the call, buddy. Have a great weekend. All right. Take, All right. Take yeah. it easy. Yeah. I, I, if it, this is the way that you can try to rein in federal abuse. This is the way that people, citizens, get to try to rein in abuse at the federal level. And if you're going to say, what's the point? We can't do it. Then again, then what's the point of any of this? Why do you even listen to the program? Why, why, why do you listen to talk radio, right? Why do you care at all about politics? Who cares? It's, it's pointless, right? consider supporting one of the businesses that make it possible lots of gift ideas for that person who loves the military style for fashion or decor there really is something for everyone at old grouch's military surplus in beautiful downtown clyde and online at oldgrouch.com. email is pete at the pete show.com this is where i've got uh, this message from joseph who says what is the point of having a constitutional convention or even a constitution when an ideological federal bureaucracy can do what it wants and have the judiciary, which is equally ideological, rubber stamp it. Kind of makes me roll my eyes when I hear people talking about the Constitution or the rule of law. I don't think they realize or just don't want to admit we are in a post constitutional decline, but realizing how broken this country is makes you realize that, uh, realize what will have to happen to fix it. So I understand why people still want to believe in an America that doesn't exist anymore. Well, yes, that is one way to go, Joseph. Yes, you can say all is lost. Uh, The only thing left now is bloodshed and a lot of death and destruction and uh, probably us being conquered by a foreign country as we devolve into civil war. That is definitely one way to go. I'm going to try a different path, (laughs) you know, appeal to people's better angels. But, um... oh, look, a windmill I can go tilt at. Okay. Okay. Uh, Spencer, welcome to the show. Hello, Spencer. How you doing, Pete? Hey, eh, you know, I'm all right. It's Friday. That's half the battle.
4: Yeah. Um, if, if we are uh, successful in getting this convention of states together and we get a, a couple of, two or three amendments, like maybe we could um, block the big hole they drive trucks through called necessary and proper, it, you know, we, we get all of these maybe three amendments set up the next thing that happens is the George Soros crowd starts screaming and hollering and pouring money and more money and even more money and calling names and trying to get this stuff thrown out that will that that will be a big to do
0: well it depends on what it depends on what gets passed right
4: anything that the republicans are able to get on the docket, they will be ticked off.
0: Not well. I mean, again, you're, you're making a couple of assumptions there. Number one, you're assuming that there are 38 States that are controlled by Republicans that would fall in line to approve a partisan Republican idea. And there aren't, there are not, there are not 38 States controlled by Republicans.
4: So, how many states are controlled by Republicans? Like twenty-two. So, if there's twenty-two Republican states, and the rest of the thirty-eight are Democrat states, or mixed? Eh.
0: Yeah. The set. Well, Santorum just went over the numbers. You've got so you have you know twenty-something Republican-controlled states, and and they're varying degrees, right? I, I don't know like how you know conservative each one of those states, you know, each one is versus you know Rhino or whatever, but. I, Generally speaking, you got about a little bit under half of them are are Republican controlled. There's like 15, I want to say, that are like Democrat uh, Democrat controlled, and then the others kind of go back and forth or they're mixed. So the Good. so the idea is that the only things that could actually survive the uh, first off. The the first step is you have to you have to pass the resolution to call for the convention of states, right? Yep. That's the first step, and that's where the language is being crafted and has been crafted that limits what it is that is going to be discussed at the convention. That's the first step, and that's why you got the you know term limits. That's one of them.
4: Um, but, but did did Santorum mention that once these uh, amendments are proposed, that each state in the convention only has one vote? Correct.
0: Yes, that's correct. You can have as many delegates as you want, but every state has an equal number of votes to then pass it out of the convention and make a recommendation
2: Each
4: state has one vote. Correct. So those mixed states are probably going to go... I don't know. ...to the Republican side. I don't know that.
0: You don't know that. Nobody knows. We, We don't know. And again, we don't know what the particular issue is. Like, if it's term limits, right? I mean, I think most people in america probably would agree with term limits
4: yeah so my point in all of this was that no matter what's going on that george soros money is going to be pouring down like rain like hail like snow, all together
0: that sounds like one heck of a storm Hey, so and what you're saying we'll then? So what you're saying then? Also, it sounds like then this could bankrupt George Soros as well. It just gets better and better. Uh, Spencer, I appreciate the call. Have a good weekend. <laughs> I'm not sure. No, I mean, there are a lot of assumptions people are making about what the end product looks like, but I think in order to get there, you you got to walk through every step in the process, and there are safeguards in the process. And I don't think I don't think it's as shoo-in as people think. Yeah.